This is the 2.1 cast. Visit the2.1.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at the2.1. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 2.1 cast. We're back again and this week we're going to talk something a wee bit different, aren't we, Stefan? Yes. On the spot. Yes. Aren't yes. we, James? Yes. Yeah, so you probably think it's the week of an old firm game. There might be a title race on. Is there a title race on? Don't know. Argue about that amongst yourselves. Wow, we're a minute in, you've already used the, the words old firm and title race. I know, I just started kind of wind people up and then I'm going to prove to them that we're not going to talk about... Uh, the Glasgow Derby at all. There we go. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> full circle. Yeah, we're also not going to talk about the Edinburgh Derby though. No. Uh, we're going to focus more on, well, it's not really the North East, it's more nor- North and more East, but we're going to talk about Dundee. Place um, you used to call home. What's that, sorry? Place I, I did used to go home, yeah. Uh, I actually didn't ever get the chance to go to Dens Park or Tanadice when I was there, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Dundee and I think we know why. Uh, we, we will touch on on-field matters, but I think after that financial statement we have to talk about it to be honest yeah. um it's always a matter of uh, interest when clubs release financial statements because it's quite a good kind of indication of how they're getting on and uh you just like like to kind of have a wee nosy but with this uh, the statement was pretty uh, remarkable to say the least um so bottom line dundee they announced losses of three hundred fifty thousand pounds which isn't great I think what was maybe more concerning was uh, how they were going to combat those losses in the future, uh, namely by waiting for a new broadcast deal for the SPFL, uh, something we all dream of, uh, Dundee, and also hoping to get some more bums in seats, not just a couple though, uh, a thousand. Two thousand cheeks. Yeah, so a two thousand <laughs> cheeks, very nicely put James. I was a bit confused there, but yes. Well, four thousand cheeks if you're counting faces. Um, yeah, maths. Um, so, yeah, I think let's just start. James, you first, what are your thoughts, just an overview on your thoughts of on this statement, what, what do you make of it? Uh, I was in disbelief reading it, to be honest, I thought it was a bit mad. Um, Particularly the part where they mentioned that yes, they need a thousand more fans in the stadium on a weekly basis if they want to break even. But yeah, as you said, the really like strange part to the the whole debacle would be the the bizarre notion that they cannot operate on either breaking even or operate a profit until they get a new TV deal, which is mad because. I'm sure every other club isn't just waiting until a new TV deal gets announced, until a new deal can be negotiated. No, I mean, it's not really my place to say because I'm not a businessman, but it's not really a way to run a business, is it? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> it depends. I mean, I think what has to be said first and foremost um, to quell the screams of Dundee fans probably shouting at the, in defence of the club right now is that there's nothing entirely wrong with a club making a loss if a you know they can justify those losses and b there are guarantees to pay those losses because you know when a club can't continue paying its losses or the money it owes and obviously it goes into administration blah 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 
That's not the case at Dundee, which, as I think we might have noted, and listeners may not, or it's just we maybe have more of an eye on the on the media. The Daily Record made a point of saying that things, what the club were in peril or something. On the brink. On the brink was the line, yeah. and I think the reason that Dundee took issue with that is because, yes, they made losses, but you know the the, the men who own the club, well, majority of the club, which is FPS, um, can guarantee those losses because they're putting money into it. They've said that they've put in um, £775,000 last year. It was, what, 400000 the year before? 400000 the year before, I think it was, off the top of my head. So they put in somewhere between you know, £1.25 million a year uh, to date and they plan to spend on £1.5 million. And these are the guys who are behind the concept of building the new stadium at Dundee, which we can get into if we want. Um, so to shine a positive light on it first to Dundee fans who might be concerned about this, this is a club who have made a loss, but they made a loss because um, the people that own the club have ambitions of building a stadium. They clearly have ambitions of moving further up the league, as which is something which we might, which I think I'd probably echo your your comments there by saying that's more concerning to me than the actual financial results. Oddly enough, okay. three hundred thousand pounds loss is isn't great for any business, but if you've got people who own the club who can put in 700,000 a year or something, then that's fine if they can guarantee it, and they're justifying it by saying, you know, eventually the club will be bigger, they're bringing more people in. That's okay, but what really troubles me is this idea that um, it's not like they, they, they think eventually after X, Y, and Z we'll be the sixth biggest club in Scotland. The, the statement read to me, we should already be the sixth best club in Scotland. Well, let's, and well, let's look at that then. We, we were all of us discussing this in a bit of detail before we came came here and, uh, and started to record. So a bit of detail in terms of wages a week, mm-hmm. Dundee are sixth. Yeah, right now the way the wages per week uh, ranks, which um, is a survey that's done every year by, I can't remember the name of the organisation, uh, they have Celtic, then Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs. The top five Hibs pay out apparently on average per player sixteen hundred seven hundred sixteen hundred and seventy five pounds a week. Dundee then comes sixth with one thousand one hundred fifty two. Then it's Partick Thistle, Ross County, Kilmarnock, St Johnston, Motherwell, and then Hamilton. Um, so yeah, that the, the the thing is that Dundee pay that amount, and I think Neil, you also have their attendances as well, don't you? Yes, yeah, so I looked at the attendances, and that's what I was going to say. So they're sixth in terms. Whether it's a coincidence or not, or whether this is why they think they should be the sixth best club, because the average wage is the sixth in the league, but also their average attendance is sixth in the league. So, um, it's also worth pointing out, by the way, to jump in again, uh, the wages jumped up from two point nine million the, we- the year before, uh, and then this most previous. Um, so it's 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 now up to three point two million a year, and it was two point nine million a year, uh, for a club that was probably already paying too much in terms of wages. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, I'll go into attendance, sorry, in a minute. But I think bottom line, you've got to think that if Dundee are sixth, it's the clubs below them, like Kilmarnock or the, and Motherwell, are probably the best examples. If they can spend less money on wages than Dundee, and 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 both te- in both clubs' case, be doing significantly better on the pitch, then why are they spending that much money? Mm-hmm. Obviously, a more frugal approach needs to be taken. Um, in terms of attendances, that was the one that kind of jumped out uh, to me. Uh, when it came to the statement because every club would love another thousand people to come every week it's just not as easy as that and when I was looking into average attendances so Dundee have actually got 
compared to the rest of the league, they, they sit sixth in terms of average attendances, just below 6,500 people on average per game, uh, per home game, I'm guessing that is. Um, but the thing is, the last time they were, well, a thousand more than that at least was back in 2002-2003, completely different time. Mm. Um, and really since then, when they had that run in the first division for years, they were below 4,000, they were then above that, but still under 5,000. So really where they are, it's uh, a pretty decent level, I think. Bear in mind, this is a, a not a massively big city with two clubs uh, who have a stadium in the same street. So I think a thousand people is a lot to ask for, and Dundee, to me, don't strike uh, me, or I'm guessing anybody else, as a club that aren't well supported, uh, given the size of the city and the size of the club. So um, I get what you're saying in terms of, yeah, on-field pitch, that is concerning, uh, sorry, on the pitch, it is concerning because we'll get onto it later, but it's, it's a difficult league, so that that's not going to be as easy for them just to turn that corner overnight but I'd also say they, they, they're thinking they can get a thousand people just by saying that it's just it's just not how it works mm. yeah I mean it'd obviously be great to get an extra thousand people but where are they going to come from you know Dundee's population what 300,000 or something like that um, I just yeah I don't see that happening to be honest um, I also think it's just important to point out that and so Dundee's are, got ambitions to be a top six club but the top five spots are pretty much nailed on at this point like barring catastrophe mm -hmm. um, so yeah, re realistically, there's one spot open, and at the moment they're lagging behind the likes of Ali Kelly, Motherwell, and even something like Hamilton. Like they're they're not having a great season, but they've got a proven youth academy, and it, it wouldn't be a huge surprise to see a few players from their academy come into the first team, do well, and then Hamilton maybe push up the table a wee bit. Um, but also at the same time, the same could be said of Dundee, and that their youth academy is sort of reaping rewards in recent years. Um, but I mean, just need to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I think what stands out to me is that what concerns me, which is largely from the statement, is that you have um, the owners saying that, yep, okay, we want an extra thousand fans per week, um, which Neil, as you just said, would mean they'd have to regurgitate the kind of interest what was from, what, 15 years ago. Um, Bring back Canidia. <laughs> yeah, that, that would probably work. Um, they want to finish sixth. They want to finish in the top sixth, um, which would take a degree of um, effort that would rival what Tommy Wright's done at St Johnston or what Steve Clark's currently doing at Kilmarnock, perhaps. You know, it's it really troubles me a little bit for Dundee's sake that you have these owners, you know, Tim Key's the owner of the club, he's an American businessman, and saying things like, you know, we're currently paying this amount in the stadium and if we just move to this new stadium, we could use it for all sorts of events and make extra money. There's crematorium something in there, isn't there? Um, and I do wonder how realistic he's been by saying, I wonder if he just looks at the books and thinks, okay, this club has a sixth highest wage budget, it has a sixth highest attendances, ergo, it has to be the sixth best club in the country. And when you read the statement and it says things like, it, it's not saying... Dundee should be the best sixth team, sixth best team, or we have a five-year plan. You know, for example, like Aberdeen, for example, when you look at Aberdeen, you can see that they're clearly hitting a glass ceiling in their progress, and they've made a decision that's building a stadium, new training facilities. One, one thing leads after another, and then eventually maybe we can cement ourselves as, you know, the second or third best club in the country, blah, blah, blah. This doesn't seem to be the case with Dundee. I don't get this impression that they have this overarching five-year plan um, because 
at this very moment in time, they think they should be finishing sixth. And anyone who's watched any Scottish anything of the Scottish Premiership in the last two, three seasons can simply say, that's not going to happen. I mean, I, I, I actually thought, sorry to cut you off there, Neil, I was actually one of the probably few people, and I actually spoke to some Dundee fans and they told me to... I was completely wrong, which is fine if they don't believe me. But I actually thought they were quite harsh in, 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 in sacking Paul Hartley when they let him go because I thought he's probably doing as good a job as he can there. Neil McCanns came in and, yeah, OK, he's, this is like really he's a fledgling coach. I think he's actually done a reasonably decent job at Dundee this season, but he's still probably going to finish ninth. So, you know, it's not as if there's this kind of sleeping giant there that only takes a half-decent coach to fix. On-the-field stuff, you'd have to... Um, you'd have to dig up a lot and start again and really rebuild something new for the on-the-field stuff at Dundee to probably match the amount of money or their potential, uh, in inverted brackets, there or commas, um, off the pitch. Yeah, I think there's a few things there. I mean, I, I agree with what both of you are saying. I think, just to kind of build on your point, James, in terms of the top five places being nailed on, I think, to continue that idea, I think uh, Dundee aren't the only club struggling in what is probably one of the best premierships for a few seasons anyway yeah. um, you see Thistle who finished sixth last year yeah they lost Liam Lindsay and a couple of other key players but um, they've really fallen off and I don't think that's purely down to Archibald becoming a bad coach or him losing the dressing room it's because the league's better look at Tommy Wright at St Johnston mm -hmm. again it's because Hibs are here Hibs are playing really well Levine's got hearts yeah they've been poor in the last couple of games but they're definitely better than they were at the start of the season Marty's got Rangers to probably the best they've been since uh, they were relegated to League Two, um, Celtic continued to be dominant. Uh, Kelly, this I mean, I, I think in my lifetime this is the best Kelly have been. Motherwell have had a good season, so really, then at least five clubs, and you're like, well, they're probably about, they're probably doing well about where they are, yeah. and realistically, um, because other clubs around them are struggling. I think it was you wrote an article earlier in the season, uh, Stefan, that said Partick Thistle um, are a victim of an improved Premiership, um, and I think Tommy Wright said that in interviews as well. So. That's the, my first point. The second one is looking at the statement. I think we need to give them a wee bit of credit. So as much as I'm with you and I disagree with them saying, well, we should be sixth because wages, because attendance, we're underperforming. It's just not as black and white as that. What I will say is, though, they are saying they're hoping they can reduce the first team squad by next season. Mm -hmm. So that is a good step, I think, and that's something they should be doing because the wage bill is too high. It shouldn't be sixth. I'm sorry. It, they shouldn't be spending more money than um, Motherwell and Kelly if they can do that. They need to look at those clubs and say, well, if they can do it, we need to do it, uh, particularly if they've got better attendances than these clubs. Mm -hmm. I think second of all as well, which is maybe a, a positive thing, whether they do it or not um, is another matter, but we've seen uh, young players thrive at Dundee. They, they do say they're going to um, try and reap the benefits from its academy So um, and look at the development squad, and it's, they say it's supplying players to the first team. So those are maybe things we have. It's definitely further down the statement, I've got to say, and it can, it's a lot more boring compared to the rest of it, but I think it's something that needs to be pointed out, because if they do that, that's a sensible approach, whereas the stuff we're talking about is, the only reason we're talking about it is because one, it's not realistic in a certain way, but also it's further up the statement. Mm. Um, I mean, there's no way national papers are going to look at that and that's going to be the line. Of course it's going to be, you've made this loss and you, the, the way you say you're going to do it is with a new TV deal, which we all want. And Yeah, that, and that's something I really need to pick up on and it kind of pops back to my idea that like, you know, there might have hopes and dreams but they are they do come across as kind of like hopes and dreams it's idealistic yeah the fact that the club are running uh, such a high wage bill and the and, and the fact that they're running at loss um, 
Now, it's also a point out here that if they hadn't sold players for the tune of about £700,000 last year, they would have been running at a loss right now of £1.1 million. So, you know, 350000 doesn't look that bad, but a large chunk of that is for the fact that they made they sold players for £700,000. We might find in uh, the reports, uh, the, financial, the following financial reports, that Jack Hendry sold in January for what, £1.5 million. That might be a similar say, uh, thing where if they didn't sell him, then, you know, there'd be even more money lost. Now, if they're having to sell players every season to not even make a to balance the sheet, but just to kind of minimise the losses, and the best thing that the owners can say is, well, you know, if we get more fans in and the SPFL makes a brand new deal that's worth more money, and we manage to leapfrog about four or five clubs in the league, everything's going to be fine. That scares me because that kind of reminds me of you know the the, the state of football clubs in Scotland maybe 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. Dundee when, being one of them. Yeah, Dundee <clears> being one <throat> of them. And I think a lot of fans might worry about that. So, you know, I did say at the top of the show, the loss of £300,000 isn't a huge amount if you do have the guys who own the club saying it's fine. It's just the fact, the way they've justified, um, the way that they've justified and they try to make things seem like they're not that bad doesn't convince me in the slightest. I mean, the, the, the exact wording from the statement uh, was that they expect to make losses in current and subsequent years until there's a new TV deal. Yeah. Like you, you can't operate like that. I mean, no. it's just it's, it seems unprofessional. Fair. That's the, thing, the word yeah. that springs to mind. And I think I think like the paper in question that has now been banned from Dens Park, um, they went all in and said it was a financial meltdown. I don't think any of us at this table would say it's that. It's not like that's no, of course that's, not. Um, inflammatory and it doesn't tell the whole story but at the same time I think like you, you both said I think irresponsible is one of the best ways to put it because it is it's just a bit reckless and it's obviously great that these guys have the confidence because they know they'll put the money in but um, it's not sustainable it's not um, at all yeah I mean one thing that I really want to pick up on actually is when you said the they won't reduce the squad size which to me is kind of a red flag I think for next season Um is Neil McCann going to stick around in that job? Are they going to keep Neil McCann if he hasn't done a better job than Paul Hartley? You know, uh, that's 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 something that I think Dundee fans want to know. If if the chairman's so convinced that they should be better doing better in sixth place, then you might have a lot of Dundee fans saying, right, well, maybe you should prove it by giving us a squad that looks like it should be worthy of sixth place because there's nothing about that team. Sure, they brought in like Simon Murray, who looks a good player, but they've it's also... Only alone. It's only a loan, and in the process, they managed to lose their playmaker. I know he was on loan, Scott Bain, players like that. So it's nothing about that team right now. And although I think McCann's done a decent enough job, it's nothing about him either. It suggests that they're about to jump up and finish sixth. So do you think, because they do say in the statement that, you mean, they do say in the statement that they believe a continuity in management of the club is the route to success, but do you mean that McCann himself might not stick about? Well, if they're saying that, it sounds like they want to hold on to McCann. And yeah. I think there was something. There was something in the the, the financial, the full financial results. When I was looking through, it said something like they might excuse it by saying there's been a huge turnover of players this season or something. Yeah, or basically, said, to, yeah. Uh-huh. basically to the tune of saying, well, one once Hartley left the club, we had to basically start again. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's brought in a change in the style of play, which has meant a new playing personnel, yeah. and yeah. because of that, they've had to spend money. Yeah. Okay, fine, but mm-hmm. if you're or, if you're Neil McCann sitting at home. When that comes out, okay, maybe you maybe maybe they they spoke to you before it came out. But if you're Neil McCann sitting at home thinking, "Gosh, I'm doing a decent job of keeping Dundee out of the relegation zone," and then the chairman comes out and says, "This is the club that should be finishing sixth. Oh, not only that, 
this is a club that has to finish sixth. If we want to, you know, partly balance our, sp- our sheets, then what kind of pressure does that put you on as a coach? And what kind of pressure does it put on the squad? Maybe Neil McCann has spent his entire season saying, guys, let's void relegation, we'll take it from there. Then the chairman comes out in mid-March and says, we should really be finishing in six, top six. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is as well, I mean, maybe I'm being idealistic, but then would you not then go for a manager where you don't, if you know you don't have the money to spend the whole new personnel because the manager's going to have this different style, that itself seems irresponsible. I know it's, you're not going to maybe have Paul Hartley 2.0, God forbid, but um, no, I can't handle another beard of that. Uh, I mean, yeah, anyway. Um, so I, I just feel like that in itself is a bit irresponsible. It's like find a manager that can work with the players you've got rather than, well, we'll get somebody else then who's evidently can't work with these players but will take the hit even though we're going to make a loss already. I, I do think that McCann is doing quite a good job there. Though, and I, think I would, I would maybe, disagree. I think he's doing maybe, the power rankings. Uh, in the power rankings, he's somewhere about the middle. Put you in the spot. Yeah, right, you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that you know, anything I've watched on the the season, I've generally been quite impressed just with their general play. And I mean, the the problem is clearly at the back. I mean, they conceded forty three goals. It's the third most uh, goals conceded in the league. So that's obviously where the problem lies. But I think that if if McCann can tighten up that defence. I think they play good football and I think they can be a match for most teams on their day. And it's just a case of finding that consistency because that's been the problem this season. They've been just far too inconsistent. Uh, you know, they had, a, I think at the start of the season they had a terrible run, then they had a great uh, September, then they had a terrible October, then they had a good November. And it's just, it's been very hot and cold. But I do think that if, we, if McCann can get them playing consistently and playing well and just tighten up the defence a wee bit, then, like, I would, I would keep him in charge anyway. If you want, if you want Dundee to be a top six club, I think he's probably the man that could help him get there. Yeah. But with, he probably needs a few more players. Well, I was going to say, to be a bit flippant about it, if they change it, does that mean they're going to change all the personnel again and just exactly, accept another yeah. loss? And then this time next year, we're going to have the same podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where does it, when does it stop? Yeah, I mean, the club haven't. If you want to kind of go back to like maybe more tangible stuff that fans actually care about, because they might not care about income or blah blah blah. I think fans care about obviously how well the club are doing the pitch and probably how much they spend the transfer market. And when you look at the transfer market over the last two or three seasons, it doesn't suggest that you have a club that um, are being entirely ambitious. Uh, now, this maybe I'm maybe they qualify this because I'm not suggesting that they should be spending money, but they're bringing a whole wide range of free transfers. And each season, they're kind of selling one or two of the best players, which isn't anything bad. Every club in Scotland does that, even Celtic to a degree, degree. But that doesn't really fit in with the idea of building a squad towards a top six. Now, as the statement says, maybe they intend to keep McCann on and maybe they intend to, after you know, bringing in, like it's a crazy amount of players they brought in this season, like 16 or 17, maybe more than that, including guys like Stephen Cocker. You know, so... Um, They've brought in a huge. They've they've given McCann a lot to work with there. But are we then going to see him, you know, build upon that this season, or is it going to be a case of half those guys leave when the contract runs out, and they bring another half in, and then maybe McCann goes, and it's just this constant squirming. I'd now be interested to see how what percentage of the weekly wage is from Cocker. I don't think it'll be that much. I think, so. I think he was just happy to be playing football. Yeah, maybe to be honest. But yeah, I think Stefan, you're right. I think it's like it's about continuity. I think if you want to really build 
uh, and improve in the league. Like, you need continuity. You need a, like not in, not obviously not the entirely same squad, but most of the same players playing in a similar system over a few years with adding a few players in, replacing ones that leave, and you know that's how you improve. I mean, I look at Partick Thistle where the core group of that squad have been together yeah. for a very long time now. Like you know, a lot of that team were were playing in the championship, mm-hmm. uh, the old first division mm-hmm. uh, when Thistle got promoted. And they've just kept a kept a hold of them. They've added some more players, and until this season, they've improved year on year. Yeah. Um, and even then, this season, obviously, they're not as good as they were. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're not awful. It's not as if they've gone off a cliff either. No, definitely not. And I think another example of that is the Hibs midfield we've lauded in the last couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. Allen's come back, and uh, uh, Lennon said himself, it's like he's never been away because him, McGeeck, and McGinn played at Championship level for a wee while. So. It, that, that continuity is important. You're, you're spot on. Um, I think it's, yeah, it, the comparisons to other teams of bomb six are, are probably really important here because Motherwell, Thistle uh, are a perfect example of that. Um, Motherwell clearly have a, a very distinct transfer uh, policy. You know, they have their eyes on the English market. Stephen Robson doesn't hide away from the fact that that's where he buys his players. He's quite happy to do that. We saw them bring in, sure, they sold Louis Spence. Not Louis Spence, uh, Louis Bowl. Um, <laughs> Louis Spence from One Direction. Uh, <laughs> from That's Louis Tomlinson, isn't it? Um, um, uh, you've totally thrown me down. <laughs> yeah, they sold Mo and they were bringing in players like Curtis Main and Sheffield, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But they were doing, they were, they were also bringing in players before that. Um, you know, Kamarnik, even before Clark came in, McCulloch was actually building a young team there. He was putting together yeah. best, the best, the skeletal team. St. Johnston, I mean, Stevie Grieve actually did a piece for us recently on how. Tommy Wright has struggled to replace the squad that he had, but the at the very heart of the, their success and the way that they were to punch above their weight was because he built a team and through continue, you know, through consistency and then playing together, they were able to reach a new level. Dundee strike me; they they to me at this moment in time are still far too close, to likes of Hamilton, Ross County, that have a huge turnover of players each and every season, and you know it's a case of just throwing as much. S at a wall and see what sticks. You First know, time you've ever censored yourself in this I podcast. I don't have to tip the explicit box this week. That's nice. <laughs> um, exactly. So, but a team like Hamilton have managed to make it work because they obviously bring it through a lot of young players. Martin Cannon does a rather thankless task most of seasons, uh, and we're seeing Ross County are probably end up going down. So that's a situation that I think Dundee have to maybe fix. However, they might be limited by these financial results. I mean. I think bottom line, if, now correct me if I'm wrong, the three of us think then essentially that there is no financial meltdown, but judging from the statement, the approach going forward is not wholly responsible. Naive is the word I would Naive, use. okay. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I, I, I would basically say um, I don't think Dundee fans should get upset at the financial results, the loss every year. Mm-hmm. However, I think they should hold the men in charge of the club to account by how likely or how, rea- how realistic yeah, their g- aims are. Given that they've been to the brink before and thought they'd maybe lose their club through administration, I think definitely. Yeah. And we, not just Dundee, we should say that Scottish club. football oh, yeah. in total, yeah. anyone, who's, anyone who's using this kind of language saying we're banking on a better TV deal, mm-hmm. that should be a red light for anyone mm-hmm. in any I think that's why I was asking there what, what I'm, when I was trying to sum up with one bullet point was because I don't want Dundee fans to be annoyed at us either because the, 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 oh, they will be. Well, of course they will be. But I didn't want this. This the, the the point of this was not to sit and slag Dundee for half an hour. It was just to kind of look at it as more. It's, it's so much more than just a headline of 
doomsday. It's really not. But we also, it's important to, as you say, any club that's their, their business plan is, well, we'll wait till we get a bit better TV deal, then uh, it's not ideal. But uh, I think we'll leave it at that. But before we go, we'll do the usual. We'll just uh, punt a few things on the site. Uh, James, you had something up today on. Oh, well, I'll let you. Uh, it was about Owen Coyle. Mm. Um, just, you know, was it the right decision for him to leave? Uh, You'll have to read the article to find out, I'm afraid. Yes, there you go, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you old tease. I, I, I'm paid a subscription too. Yeah, there you go. That, that's what we want. I've never done that before. A businessman. I know, I know. And we also had a really good piece from Dougie Wright up today. It's really divided Aberdeen fans. It's whether... And by today, you mean Monday. Uh, by today, I mean... Well, I wasn't going to say, but yes. Uh, <laughs> by today, I mean the day we are recording this podcast, which it's Monday, yes. Uh, it's really divided Aberdeen fans. It's really looking at whether McInnes has taken the club as far as, as, far as they can go. Uh, I find it quite fascinating actually how much it has divided Aberdeen fans yeah it's splitting in the middle which is, always, is what you always tend to want I think uh, going forward we also have our player of the month article which of course if any of you do pick up the Sunday Herald every month we'll probably already seen it uh, but if not we'll have it on the website on Tuesday which will means it will already be up by the time this podcast goes out as well as Graham's piece on why the Scottish Premiership should perhaps look towards Italian football in terms of the the uh, downgrading the size of the stadiums as if we weren't hipster enough uh, I know yeah. and of course we'll have we'll have previews to Celtic versus Rangers or Rangers versus Celtic and Edinburgh Derby and we also might have a really interesting interview with this yeah that should be good uh, a busy week it's including all the bells and whistles I know it's always a busy week but yeah plenty going on so yeah please head to the 2x1.com you can find out more about subscribing there Again, we can say this, we plead for them uh, every week. More reviews on iTunes would be lovely. Uh, more nice reviews on iTunes would be even more lovely. I'll take the bad ones now. I mean, you love a bad review. Just look at your Twitter <laughs> timeline. Um, uh, again, you can follow us on Twitter at The 2.1 and that's also the same for Facebook and for Instagram at The 2.1. Until then, we'll see you next week with another episode of The 2.1 Cast.